listener production. Hi, I'm Sasha Barbagat. Welcome to Friday Afternoon and this extra episode of The Briefing. Every weekday at 3pm, we'll be dropping an additional ep into the feed to keep you up to date with everything going on in the world right now. Love them or hate them, there is no denying the power of social media influencers. What started as beautiful people posting aesthetically pleasing images of their lives has become an industry within itself with lots of money to be made. And while they might influence us to head to Positano or try a questionable weight loss tea, they're now making a business out of it and plenty are turning to fashion. Influencers have gone from setting fashion trends to releasing collections with big name labels to even showing off their own designs on once exclusive fashion show catwalks. So what effect is this having on the Aussie fashion industry? And how are old school designers feeling about the change? Well, listener journalist Lauren Howard has been looking into this one and she joins me in the studio for a chat. Thanks for your time, Lauren. Thanks for having me on, Sasha. That's all right. Starting us off, what exactly is a social media influencer? Let's Mm. take it back to basics. How did they start and where were they posting most of their content? Yeah, so I guess for social media influencers, they're essentially these ordinary people like you and me who've kind of gone online, started posting photos like you mentioned and they've just attracted this huge following. Mm. I remember I first started seeing uh, the rise of the influence on YouTube. There was like a lot of beauty and fashion influences there, but it was mainly when Instagram started where it kind of gave them this platform for them to show off and showcase their fashion just through visual aspects. Mm. And the earliest example I can remember in terms of influencers collaborating with big fashion labels, I don't know if you remember Shani Grimmond and Michael Fox. Do you remember them at all? I'm not a big influencer follower. I've got to admit, I I like and respect the game, but they're not my cup of tea. No, that's fair. Well, back in uh, 2017, they actually worked with this Aussie brand called Beginning Boutique. They just had all these different tops with their like iconic sayings on it and Everyone went wild for it. It was a huge thing. Tammy Hembro, so she's known as one of our country's most successful creators. You might remember her when she kind of got wheeled out of Kylie Jenner's birthday party. I remember that one. That one I do know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she actually gained following during her first pregnancy and when she started getting back into shape after that. And she launched her brand called the Saski Collection in 2017. And I just want to point out, none of these influencers have had any kind of experience in fashion. They've just gained this following. Mm. and they've run with it and made a business out of it. Yeah, and as well as working with clothing companies to release their own collections Mm. and starting their own brands, influencers are really known for setting trends, which I guess is where they get this following from. And Mm. fashion houses are seeing that. Someone was telling me, I overheard it, it must have been in the listener offices, and there was this girl on TikTok who made a blue corset top go viral by posting one single video. Tell me about that. Sofa Dofa. She, yeah, she took the Australian TikTok world by storm when she posted this video of her wearing this blue corset on her TikTok page. So that was back in early 2020. Um, It was only a $40 corset from Glassons, mind you. It was nothing, you know, super expensive, but it just blew up. And everyone on Instagram (laughs) and TikTok I saw, they like wanted it. It was huge. And when it eventually restocked in stores, because obviously it sold out, there was these huge lines of people trying to get in. And it honestly just looked like a madhouse. No, they're all gone. They're all gone. Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Not the blue corset. 
Yeah, it is pretty nuts, right? <laughs> crazy. And it was even that popular that people started cashing in on it themselves. They were just buying it to resell it. And I saw it on like Depop, which is this website where you can resell clothes. They were selling it for 150 bucks. Oh my God. It's crazy how much power influencers have in the fashion world. Mm. We know their influence elsewhere, but in fashion particularly, it yeah. really is going from strength to strength. Um, what about Australian designers and businesses? Are they trying to jump on the trends that influencers are setting? Yeah, and that's a great question. And I actually had a chat with Isla Yule. So she's a trainer at the Orana Fashion Business College in Sydney. This is what she had to say about these smaller designers and businesses. Yeah, I do think so. But I think it's also with people that have spent time on their craft, their own style. There's a reason why they are a designer. They have their own aesthetic. So it is, I think, then become such a difficult thing for the designers to like even accept that they have to catch on to these trends. I have seen quite a few brands do that and try to get on to trend, but also, you know, not having the same amount of influence on social, they risk losing existing customers by shifting away from their own style and going into trends. And that's the thing with social media influencers mm. is it's so fast. Yeah. Something's a flash in the pan and then it's gone. And if you're a traditional designer trying to keep up with mm. it, it's pretty difficult. Well, you know, as Isla mentioned, then you're risking as well losing your existing customers. So it's a kind of tough situation that they're finding themselves in at the moment. And we've talked about the power that these influencers have on fashion. And and it's something that the industry experts have definitely taken notice of. I mean, it'd be hard to miss it. Mm. I caught up with Jason Pullett. So he's a senior talent manager at IMG Australia. So that's a sports, fashion and entertainment marketing and sales agency. Uh, and he says that some creators can, you know, make serious cash for businesses and that's why they like to work with them. Absolutely. I think the interesting thing that we've seen, particularly with some talent is, or, you know, creators, is that they can outsell a celebrity. So, of course, it depends on their relatability. It depends on their following. It depends on what they stand for. But, I mean, I've certainly worked with talent, particularly in the world of beauty, where they've kind of endorsed a product. They've outsold major international celebrities who are pushing the same product. I remember actually coming across a study recently and it found 70% of Aussies aged 15 to 40, so millennials and mm. Gen Z, yep. have purchased something that was recommended by an influencer, which is insane. Massive. 70%. That's yeah. that's how strong their influence is, 70% yeah. of the population. And I have to say, I've <laughs> fallen victim as myself. Yeah, you know? <laughs> absolutely. I think we all have. And I guess then what about these smaller designers and businesses? How are they feeling about mm. influencers kind of weaseling their way into the fashion world? Well, they're definitely finding it tough at the moment. And Isla, who we just heard from, has spoken to a few designers in Sydney and she says that they feel like their life's work is really being undermined by these influencers. Small designers, for example, in Sydney, if you walk along Paddington or even in Redford, there's small designers that have been there for 40, 50 years or generational designers that have been making wedding dresses, you know, bespoke wedding dresses for, for generations in Sydney. And they all say it's really disheartening. You know, they've done so much work and they created such big network, you know, local network across Sydney. But then here comes an influencer and with all the cloud and the brand partnerships that they can get and, and, you know, how easy it's for them to show at Fashion Week. So, you know, it, it is disheartening to hear, especially from, you know, those older, more experienced veteran designers 
that they're starting to lose business to these brand new designers. And obviously it's not good that they're losing business, but Jason, who we've also just heard from, he actually studied fashion design and he's worked in the fashion industry for years. He has a bit of a different view to Mm. Isla. He says that education around fashion isn't the same as it used to be. I guess the thing now is you don't need to go to college to learn about fashion. You know, you can learn about things online. The availability of information out there is incredible. And I think if you're smart and dedicated and, you know, if you're really passionate about something, of course, you're always going to find your own way. And you might not necessarily have all of the technical skills or all of the design skills, but you can bring all of that in now. You can kind of go, okay, well, I might not be good at pattern making or construction, but I can find somebody who is and bring them in to help me create my brand. I wonder if any of the influencer brands have actually received recognition in the fashion Mm. industry, which has traditionally been quite a closed off, uh, exclusive exclusive world. Tell me about that. Yeah, so influencer Semi Robinson's brand One Mile actually made its debut at Australian Fashion Week last year. So she only launched her brand in 2020. So in two years, it went from just being this online-based fashion business to the runway, which is incredible. Mm. It got such a big profile, though, from her loyal followers online. She already had this audience to begin with. And I actually found a YouTube video of Semi explaining why she decided to start her fashion brand. And this is what she had to say. I'm lucky with this industry because I get to my toes in a lot of things. One of them was Princess Polly uh, getting to design my own line. I enjoyed the process so much that I just knew as soon as I did that, that I was like, this is definitely something that I want to do, whether I'm involved in someone else's fashion brand or whether I actually go ahead and create my own brand. Yeah, so it's pretty remarkable that someone like you or me could just kind of gain this audience online and go into this fashion world and have your designs shown on the Australian Fashion Week runway. Mm. And she has huge ambitions for the brand. She even said herself that she thought it would take longer to show off her designs, but now she's thinking of Fashion Weeks in New York and Milan. So it's just crazy. Yeah, it's interesting, like, in Mm. terms of fashion being so exclusive in the past. But it's kind of proving, I guess, that why can't ordinary Mm. people design a fashion line? If they've got the experts with them, why can't they do it? Yeah. Speaking of experts... What do they have to say about all this? Do they think influencers are having a positive or a negative impact on the industry? So we'll just bring back Isla in for this one. So she told me in some ways it is exciting. You know, it's making the industry more accessible, as you mentioned, to people who otherwise they might not have ever considered any sort of career in fashion. But it's not all positive, though. So with more influencers obviously designing their clothes, launching their own fashion brands, it really raises this question of whether we value clout or craft reiterates this gap in accessibility of um, how people get started in the industry when more people are getting to start the brands based off their clout, their following versus how much they know about the industry, how much passion, how much artistry and craft they have in their designs and the work that they do. Yeah, that's a really interesting, I think, debate that's going on And as for what's next, Jason from IMG says, really, they're always playing catch up. They don't actually really know what's going to be happening in the future, but he definitely thinks that we'll continue to see these social media influences in the fashion industry. It's funny because my 12-year-old niece, like one of the things that's on her career list is YouTuber, which to me is kind of hilarious because I think when I was growing up, the options were things like doctor, nurse, fireman. I, I don't think social media creators are going anywhere. I think the way that the industry will work is that a lot of those creators that are genuine and create amazing content and are really engaging, they will always be there and I think they'll do really, really well. It's so funny, kids wanting to be influencers. Yep. <laughs> I remember seeing, I was going through Kmart Toys the other week and yeah. they had a wooden 
influencer set. Yes. I think it was like a ring that. light, yeah. like a tripod. Little camera. Oh wooden my camera. gosh. <laughs> I mean, whatever nuts. floats your boat, but <laughs> yeah. it's crazy to think that, yeah. you know, that's what kids want to do. Yeah. And really, it is a real career now. We can't just ignore it because these people are making serious dollars out of out of being a social media influencer. Yeah. Well, Lauren, that's a really interesting one. Thank you so much for bringing that to us today on The Briefing. No worries. Thanks, Sasha. That was listener journalist Lauren Howard there talking us through the rise of social media influencers and their impact on the fashion industry. That's all for today's episode of The Briefing. Thanks for your company. Wishing you a fabulous weekend. Listener.